waiting is execution. And so this is the background of these words, and I'm going to start with verse 19. Yes, I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. As it is my eager expectation and hope, that I will not at all be ashamed, but that with the full courage now as always Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose I cannot tell, I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have an ample cause of glory in Jesus Christ because of my coming to you again only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come to see you or am absent I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened by anything in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. Engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear, that I still have. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The basketball coach, John Wooden of the UCLA Bruins, coached for so many years that he became one of the most winningest basketball coaches of all time. Ten national championships, arguably the best college basketball coach ever. He had a saying, the true test of a man's character is what he does when nobody is watching. When nobody else is around, what type of person are you? When nobody is paying attention to you, what do you do? If there is a wad of money laying on the ground, do you pick it up and turn it in? What do you do when nobody is paying attention? How do you carry yourself when nobody is around? As Paul puts in verse 27, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Paul puts it in a different way. He wants your life 
and my life to reflect the example of Christ inside and outside, live in such a way that our lives reflect the gospel at every moment. Whether we're around others and someone is looking or we are by ourselves. Whether you're in church or at work. Whether you're here or there. Let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Some background here. Paul, the church in Philippi is a church that Paul planted. He planted this church. He knew everybody at this church. He was the one who evangelized those at the church in Philippi. Paul knows these people. He knew all the people there. They were friends of his. And Paul is in Rome in a jail cell. He's awaiting his execution. And so he's struggling internally. And you can hear that struggle in his letter. He's saying, I, I wish I could come see you again. These friends of his. People that he brought to Christ in the gospel. He's saying, I wish I could come see you again but I don't think that's in the cards. Paul knows his time is short. He's facing an uncertain future. His prosecution and execution could come at any time. So you go back to those words of Paul there. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, if I live on, this means more fruitful work for me, that I can produce more fruit. But I don't know what I should choose. I long to depart and be with Christ, which is better. But I want to remain for your sake. I want to be here for you. I want to be alive for you. He is talking about his death, and Paul knows that it is coming soon. So what would you write in your final letter to your friends if you knew that your death was imminent? What would you say to those that were your friends? Paul's last message to his friends in Philippi is trust the gospel. Trust the gospel. And Paul has the gospel in two parts. God saves you by grace alone. And trust in Jesus for that salvation. Faith is lived, practiced. It's not an intellectual exercise, but a living, breathing exercise. Faith in Christ is a lifestyle change. It is a lifestyle change. Too many folks think that it's one thing and done a thing and checked off the thing. I got baptized last week, now I'm good to go, right? It's the starting line, not the finish line. Your baptism is the starting point of the Christian lifestyle. Being baptized one day and acting like a fool the next is not a lifestyle change. That's a regression. The CSB puts it this way. Just one thing, as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy 
of the gospel of Christ? Are you living your life in a worthy way of the gospel, the salvation of Christ? Are you living your life as a lifestyle change? The most troubling thing for every parent I know is how our kids act in public. We fret about that, don't we? Hopefully they're not too bad. I've talked to a lot of pastors. You know what pastors tell me? Their biggest fear is how their congregations act in public. <laughs> this is what Paul is telling the Philippians. Even if I'm not there, he's saying, even if I'm not there and present with you, are you continuing to live like I know you know how to live? Are you continuing to live out the gospel as I know you know how to? Are you acting right out there? Are you acting like you're supposed to act in public? Paul continues in verses 27 through 28. Standing firm in one spirit, in one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened by anything by your opponents. You are going to face opposition peer pressure, chances to relapse back into your old lifestyle. Paul is in house arrest waiting execution for the gospel. But you cannot worry about what others think of you. You cannot worry about how others want your life to go or how others want you to live. But instead you focus on God's gospel, the good news, the salvation of Jesus Christ, the Spirit's coming in. <laughs> Instead, focus on the salvation that you have been given. This is the lifestyle change. Focusing on the joy of God's victory and God's kingdom. Not worried, not being ashamed, not being worried about what other people might think. Because it's not about that. It's about God. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of things to be afraid of. A million possibilities that something could go wrong or something might happen. A fact that is probably most shocking is that Paul says, and one of the most shocking things that Paul says in any of his letters is found right here in verse 29. I want you to turn to verse 29 for me. This is Paul probably with his most shocking admission. For it has been granted to you for your sake of Christ that you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. Paul says that you will suffer because you are different. Not may suffer, you will suffer. You will suffer, and you might suffer a lot. But this is seen as a gift of God. The suffering is a sharing in the good news. Paul is saying the more you feel pressure, the more you feel suffering, the more you understand the joy of the gospel. Those two things are linked together. 
if you feel persecuted, if you feel an outsider because of what you believe, if you feel like your lifestyle is different from everybody around you, good, Paul says. That means that you're doing the right thing. Good. That's how you're supposed to be. You might ask, what? Why does this mean I'm going to be different? A Christian lifestyle means suffering for the gospel. You will be different. When you live in a world that can be antagonistic or even openly hostile to the gospel, to the salvation message of Jesus Christ, you will stand out. The way you live will stand out. It will be different. It will have consequences. And Paul says that means it's working. That means you know that Jesus is living in your life. When you're not afraid of anything that this world can do. Because you're so bound to the joy of Jesus' message living inside of you. It doesn't matter. Because I am already saved through Christ. Amen.